episode 80 of the Church Digital Podcast, powered, once again, powered by State A Church Planning. Jeff here. We've got a great episode, but before we get there, we are still celebrating our 10,000th podcast play here at the Church Digital Podcast. And to that end, I want to give away some coffee to our listeners and thank our listeners for, for listening to this. Here's what I'm looking for. Go to the church.digital slash 10K. It's, it's a simple process that we just want to hear how we, the church digital, how we're making a difference in the life of your church. So often we're creating this content and we're getting feedback, but we'd love to get some more from you guys. So how are we, the church digital helping? How can we help some more? Follow the process there at the church.digital slash 10, the number 10 and a K. The link is in the show notes. Dive into it. All right, here we are with this episode. And, and this, this one hits close to home. I loved seeing this, this happen. We're bringing in Angela Craig to the conversation. Now, pre-COVID, Angela Craig wasn't even on my radar. And, and, and I said that on the show, and I'm a little embarrassed once I kind of heard who she was that I didn't know about her because Angela for the past three years has been running a digital only church on Facebook. Yeah. It's pursuit church live. And as a matter of fact, it was like the first uh, social media church of the assemblies of God denomination. I don't know if there's a lot of other social media churches or if the assemblies of God denomination is doing more, but that's her deal. It's the first assemblies of God uh, church on social media. And so she's been doing it for three years. Some fascinating stories. She's hit in 45 countries, uh, excuse me, 43 countries, 45 languages. And so it's really, really interesting how she's been able to not only get this huge reach, but by utilizing the Facebook platform, she's getting some really solid engagement where it's getting into this relational approach that we talk about so much with Church Online and even now with this digital-only expression of church. Now, some of you out there are saying right now, wait, digital only as in not in the physical space. Yeah, that was really controversial pre-COVID. We're all doing it. Maybe as we go back to the buildings, there's going to be this, this mix, this hybrid, this digital approach of physical and digital. But I love pioneers like what we see out of Angela here, who even three years ago, were, were pushing all in on this idea of digital only. And through Stadia, we are looking to launch more of these digital-only churches. So as some of you guys are listening to this and you're saying, hey, this is a really interesting idea. Hey, I might be interested in doing something like that. I want to hear from you. So do me a favor. Let's reach out. Let's connect. Jeff at thechurch.digital. Check out the show notes in the podcast. There's a ton of different ways to get in touch with me. But at the end of the day, we, Stadia, want to help people like Angela figure this out. God bless Angela. Three years ago, she didn't have the help. She didn't have the guidance. We want to be the guidance at Stadia. So if you're interested, let's have that conversation towards Angela. Hats off to a, the, the lady here for following her calling, for doing the thing when the rest of the world thought she was crazy, and for being able to sit back and watch how her faithfulness has reaped rewards as a result of it. God, thank you for doing something uh, through this ministry of Pursuit Church Live that Angela's created here on uh, Facebook. So here we are in the conversation for Angela's story. That's not the name of the podcast. I, don't, I think that's the name of a movie, right? Is that a movie? No. All right, so here we're bringing into the conversation Angela Craig, lead pastor, Pursuit Church Live, myself, Jeff with the Church Digital, 
and director of church digital church planting for Stadia Church Planting in a conversation that I'm calling Planning a Digital Church on Social Media. Okay, everybody, here you go. Officially, my title was ordained minister with the Assembly of God, and I became an ordained minister probably 11 years ago. I was working for Northwest Ministry Network, which is basically, if you are familiar with Assembly of God, they are a uh, training office for, uh, I'm in the state of Washington, and so we have 320 churches, Assembly of God churches, and so we're responsible for training equipping, strengthening, encouraging pastors and leaders of those churches. So I did that for 10 years and I actually started Facebook groups with uh, credentialed women about six years ago. And that is how I, that was kind of the start of digital ministry for me. So you started the Facebook and uh, was was doing the groups with that. Mm-hmm. Um, and so how did that lead? So you're doing Facebook groups, but but now with Pursuit Church Live, you're doing like a, a more tangible church. Like maybe describe how you started with, with the church. Yeah, so as a director at the Northwest Ministry Network, I was, think of me like as a leadership coach and encourager. And so these Facebook groups, I started for women who knew they were called to ministry, but didn't know how to get started. Uh, But what I found out in that experiment was that about 40% of the women who were coming into the groups through Facebook didn't have a church that they would call their home church. Mm -hmm. And I love people and I'm always wanting to include everybody. And I saw this whole category of people uh, who wouldn't go to church or couldn't go to church or didn't have a church, but really wanted to know Jesus we're interested in exploring faith, interested in exploring purpose, uh, and wanted to be a part of this group. And so I, strangers became um, friends with authentic relationship. And we were able to disciple every day, not just on Sundays for half an hour. At the same time, I was also working and volunteering in my own local church and felt the frustration of seeing people leave seeing people not be able to attend um, and wondering like how that was the biggest question we were asking at our church. And I think most churches, how do we get people to come to church? (laughs) And so we had to figure out how to bring church to them. And I really see that modeled in the life of Jesus. He went to people and he went where the people were. And this was kind of my light bulb. Aha is the people are on Facebook. So, so that's how we started. Uh, in 2017, I asked our superintendent of our network, who was in charge of church planting at the time, I said, I want to try this digital only church. And he said, go for it. Now that took, uh, in June of 2017, it took till May to actually be approved as the first social media church of Assembly of God by the national office. Because, you know, how do you, there's no walls. How do you count people? <laughs> there's all these, all these things uh, that happen when you do digital church. So that's how we got started, 2017. That's, that's awesome. So the first uh, Assemblies of God social media church. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, there's a couple questions, even with that statement. And I want the audience to understand, like, what what a digital church is in this context. So you, you mentioned tens, tens thousands people, mm-hmm. Facebook on, only mm-hmm. running that platform, using the algorithms, reaching 45 countries, um, international reach very quickly. 
uh, mm-hmm. in, in the grand scheme of things. What what are the offerings? Not, not money standpoint as much as like what does a physical church do? What does it look like? Services, groups, like what's what's the life of of a digital church there with Pursuit Church Live? Well, that has actually morphed over time. And one of the big things I tell people about digital ministry is that you you have to get outside the church box. So working in a church, I had ideas about what church looked like. But people online that don't know Jesus or have left church don't necessarily need online church to look like church. What they need is someone to um, to to really get to know them. So what we do, you might look online and be like, well, what are they doing exactly? We're making Jesus the center of social media. That's the hook. Like what we're 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 tailoring it to things that are are relevant to people today. So we have to adapt and we might adapt before COVID, we were adapting meaning we would change what we were doing about every 4 to 6 weeks. And that we've tried a sermon series like a regular church in the in the past and that was effective but not not as effective as what we're doing now. So during COVID, we'll change in 24 hours, depending on what people are needing. Like you have to be really uh, in touch with your demographic of what they're needing in the moment and then address those things. And that's the great thing about being on social media is that you can follow, okay, God, what do your people need to know you now? What can we do to introduce them to faith and then to build them in their faith? And so being online we can um, build community, we can disciple, and we can care for people much more than what it looks like if you were just to go to Pursuit Church Live on Facebook and look at the, you know, the outside. There's a whole lot more going on behind the scenes of how we do that. Yeah, and, and you guys, like all the community, all that, for you is centered on that Facebook platform. That's what you, you're using pretty much exclusively mm-hmm. to really do the ministry. Awesome. Well, and financially, it's, it's free. Can't, so, can't beat that. No, you can't beat that. It's great. It's a good financial model. What What was the AOG's kind of response? How difficult was it at the denominational level to maybe rattle some cages? Because like the idea of a social media in itself is controversial individually. Working with a denomination like AOG probably provided some some challenges as as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so like, what was that? What was that conversation like as as you're trying to figure out? Um, how to do a social media church to get some of that approval and, and help from organizations? That's a good question. I think for me, I just move forward as without the approval of, of the national office. Ah. I figured if they were going to approve it, great. But when God calls you, you have to be obedient, right? And so I figured I'm doing this and if they don't approve me, I'm still doing this. If they do approve me, I'm still doing this. And so eventually they, with the advocacy of my network and my superintendent, who was a big fan of this idea, because he is all about reaching everyone for Jesus without boundaries. He doesn't have mental boundaries about it. So at the time he was like, let's plant churches in, you know, if you work at Boeing or at Microsoft, let's plant plant churches in the lunchrooms. Let's have small groups. And, And so he was all about reaching people where you could reach them or where your influence was. So he was a huge advocate for me. And 
in our church uh, structure. And so, and also AG is a huge mission organization. And so I think in the end, they saw this as church, um, our church, Pursuit Church Live, as a mission organization because we were able to reach into every corner of the world through social mm. media. And, and so that's how we got approved. You know, and so, but the other part is like, what is a social media church? So social media, Facebook, you know, obviously you've, you've, you've got the networks. Um, what, what, how, how are you using those networks? What, what does it look like? And, and even what makes you a, a church, quote unquote, on these social media networks? That's a great question. When we started, we tried everything. So we tried streaming, we tried YouTube, uh, we tried Instagram, WhatsApp. Uh, I, dev- I learned how to develop an app. Like I created an app. If you've seen Church Home, their app, that's my dream app. <laughs> <laughs> but also to have a good amount of money to do that. If you haven't, check it out because it's, it's, it's a great tool to put Jesus in people's hands uh, every day. Uh, and so what I found was then we couldn't really do anything well because we were so diverse. And, we, and also when we were streaming to our website, which many churches still do, um, all the traffic was coming from Facebook. So when you look at Facebook has 2.6 billion people uh, a month. And right now they're spending about a little under an hour, I think 58 minutes or something uh, a day. And I couldn't pass up that opportunity. And so we had enough traffic. We were in 45 countries and 43 languages um, after the first year that that was plenty of people to disciple. So we could have gone wider, but we wanted to go deeper. We wanted our roots to go deeper. And so we decided that that was going to be our platform, Facebook. And we do dabble in other things, but that is where we train leaders. Like on Instagram, I have a leader who we're training and she's, um, she's an up and coming 20 yeah. something who is doing live video and learning how to disciple online through that, through that opportunity on Instagram. But, um, but Facebook is our main platform. Now I'm going to back up a little bit because you just surprised me. Mm. One year in 45 countries, 43 languages. Unpack that. Cause we, we talk about how, you know, physical, their strengths, digital, their strengths, their strengths and weaknesses with the both. Within a year, you're essentially hitting 45 nations and, and 43 languages. Mm-hmm. A- ain't no way you're doing that in, in the physical space. So, so tell me what that looks like digitally. Surprising. <laughs> uh, since I didn't know anything about Facebook algorithms, I didn't, I, didn't, I didn't know anything. All I knew is that God was calling me to reach people that were spiritually homeless people that didn't have a place they could call their home, people that needed to be seen. And people are on Facebook, on social media to be seen. And we all know that. And so, um, and I love to make people know their lives matter. And, and so I didn't know that it would be like that, 10,000 people and yeah. 45 countries and 43 languages. And that's really small, actually, in the big picture. Um, but that was all due to Facebook algorithms for free. I didn't do any promoting. And, and so that's, there is power in, in, for the local church, for the, the digital minister who wants to plant just a digital only church. 
uh, which I hope more people will do. There's so much potential, untapped potential in what we can do, reaching every corner uh, for, for Jesus. And it just makes the Bible come alive when those words, you read those words on the page of, of scripture saying that we should go to every corner of the world. So um, when you do digital ministry, I think your eyes are open to the bigger picture of how you can reach so many people. So you've been doing this three years. You started 2017. So like three years, bad math, probably 18, 19, 20, right? Somewhere close to three years now? Three years, um, this, actually this month. Awesome. So, mm-hmm. I mean, three years in, there's got to be some great stories. Um, like tell us some examples, tell us some, some stories uh, of, of life change or what's coming out of Pursuit Church Life. So I do, I have more stories than we have time for, which is just amazing. And I remember the first time I realized how important Pursuit Church Life could be was the September after we had started. So we were just a couple months in. I had no idea what we were doing. We were just dabbling in everything. My husband and I and our youngest son went on a on a camping trip for my birthday. And we did a kayaking trip. And on this trip, we met a woman named Debbie and she'd been living in this kind of rural area, uh, no churches, no community. She was taking care of a friend who was disabled and she'd been there 18 months without any community outside this friend. And so we got talking, you know, in this four hour journey, <laughs> uh, just about her life, where she was from. And, and she asked what I did. And I told her that I had just started this, um, this online church. And um, at the end, I asked if I could pray with her, if I, if I could give her my car, you know, my phone number. And, and I would love to get her connected to our community at the time. I was like, cause you could do it on Facebook. And it was um, in that moment, I realized if I was pastoring a local church in the Seattle area where I'm from, she never could have attended that church. And there wasn't a church in the little town that she was in. Uh, and so this, my eyes were really opened like to the power of this. Well, fast forward, Debbie, um, not long after that, I followed up with a text and she started coming to Pursuit Church Live, attending online. And then we did a lot of talking. She joined one of our groups and uh, she gave her life to Christ and then she, when she moved home, now she's serving in her local church. So that's the other piece of this is so often people are uh, disenfranchised from the church for some reason. And then they come into this very safe and authentic online community and then are planted back in in-person community. And so I just heard from Debbie, I don't know, maybe six weeks ago, just about the stuff that she's doing in her local church and how her, I mean, her life has drastically changed. And I was like, wow, okay, this is the power of it. <laughs> That's just one, one story. Um, globally, I never would have thought when I started this, that we would have a worship leader who I would never meet going live on Facebook to lead worship from Uganda. I mean, that was not in my mind. That was in God's mind, but that was not in my mind. And so to be able to build bridges with other um, countries and uh, people of different social and economical backgrounds and and race and gender and uh, age or disability, I mean, it's just bringing this global community of people together to follow Christ is is like, it's so powerful uh, and, and so rewarding that those are the things that make you stay with it because you know it's God's plan to do this. 
Um, and then the last story I'm going to tell you is about one of our team leaders, Dee, and she's an uh, amazing human being. She lives in Colorado and I met her online. Um, I did kind of this, usually when you church plant, you recruit a team first, but since I didn't, digital ministry churches were not around when I did this, <laughs> I did it backwards. So I basically started and then did my recruiting by identifying people online who were engaged, who um, who had said they were all in at Pursuit Church Live. And Dee was one of those people. And, and uh, she has MS, can't leave her home, uh, can't attend her local church. And she's uh, within a few months was le- leading our E-team. And she's just an absolute fabulous encourager of encouragers. And now she, we're starting a school, a min, well, a ministry school in partnership with Northwest University, where, where I teach here in uh, the mm-hmm. Kirkland area. And, uh, and so she's going to go and get another degree. She's already got three degrees, but she's going to get a ministry degree and become a credentialed minister. And she's starting an online uh, micro community through Pursuit Church Life, which is something we're doing now. And so that in, you know, three years, that's incredible to me, like the potential of what we could do, uh, especially when we're partnered together, like, um, especially with like you knowing you, Jeff, I mean, that's just makes it so much easier when we do it together. Yeah. So you're, you're getting into uh, a school. You, so you're a teacher and you're connecting. So you're providing online education. Uh, you've got uh, somebody who's launching a micro location mm-hmm. out of your digital only, like you're seeing a lot of Opportunities for greater understanding, development, leadership, pipeline, um, you know, even to person. We talk a lot in the show about online to offline, the gospel we learn in, in the online world. It has to affect our offline relationships. And what you're describing with DD, where now mm-hmm. she's, or excuse me, D, mm-hmm. of where she's going and now she's creating a watch party, a micro location, like a house church type of thing. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Was was that in the roadmap? Was that her idea? Was that something you've organizationally wanted to do? What's kind of the genesis of the micro location? Well, I don't know how God talks to you, but I remember before we start the spring, before we planted Pursuit Church Live, and I was standing in the kitchen in front of the microwave, probably making another cup of coffee. <laughs> Anybody who likes coffee. And I just heard God say, you know, Pursuit Paris, Pursuit, Seattle, Pursuit. And he was just naming off places in the world. And I was like, okay, God, whatever. You go right for it. <laughs> like, I just want to do this one thing right here and see what happens. And so this is the year that now we're actually, uh, we have our feet underneath us. And so we're moving forward. And the groups that I thought he was showing me were in person. And the three groups we have starting are all online digital churches. Small, well, I don't know that they'll be small, but they're, they're, um, they'll be micro groups through, through Pursuit Church Live. Two of them are topical, like they're addressing a specific demographic. So D, her demographic, her group is Moving Mountains, and she wants to talk to people that have any kind of disability or people with chronic illness uh, and help them to know faith and to walk, you know, to, to grow in their faith. Um, Gary, he already has an in-person group of people um, that are part of a retirement community. But then when everything went online, he started doing online for his church and realized how many people were left out 
because they were online, but they're very isolated and alone. And so now he's starting a micro community for people um, of mature age, we like to call it. And, um, and so he's going to do that. And then Nadine and her husband, Roger, they are, they feel called to their local town in Pueblo, Colorado. And so they're starting um, kind of a, a I Love Pueblo Facebook group to resource people in areas of drug addiction and gang related activity wow. and uh, homelessness. And so that we're just going where the need is really. Um, and I think that's important to be really adaptable and flexible as far as digital ministry is concerned. We need everybody in it. <laughs> you know, and what, what I love here is you're empowering other people to do ministry. You're doing, you're empowering these people in Pueblo, Colorado and, and, and others to, to, to do ministry. It's, it's not watch this and process this content. It's, let me give you the tools. Let me give you the opportunity to reach your circle of influence, whether in Pueblo, Colorado, or, or anywhere, or even, I would imagine, even utilizing the, the Facebook platform as well. From a technical standpoint, I don't want to die here, but it's, it's a really smart platform to use because you're able to get people's profile information out of Facebook so easy, as opposed to broadcasting services on on CHOP or church online platform or things like this, where you'll get tens of thousands of people viewing, but only a couple of people are actually filling out the connection cards. Facebook gives you that information more readily available. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's, that's awesome. Yeah. I was just going to say things that are behind the scene with that is how I can message anybody who likes a post. And I spent a lot of time doing that. And so if you're doing digital ministry, if that's not your strength, like for instance, streaming really um, professional, I won't say excellent, but professional content was not my thing. Like I'm not, um, I'm not a camera person. I'm not a, a tech person, although I've become definitely more techie, but I am more of a relational person. And so for me, just being able to know people that God sees them, that and that starts with us as Christians seeing people. Um, that's where it started. So the whole, yeah, Facebook and being able to reach out to people is really, really important. I love the fact that you just said you you reply via Facebook Messenger when people like posts. Mm-hmm. To me, it's like if we're gonna if we're gonna say something on social media, and if people like it, that's like the invitation to start the conversation. Mm-hmm. That's not the end game. That's not hey, I got 187 likes on this post. Mm-hmm. What'd you do with that? Like, how is that helping getting, building that relationship? Engage and have some conversations. We've talked with several uh, people lately. Patrick's a church planner um, in Columbus, Ohio. And, and Patrick, it doesn't even live in Columbus. And he's using Facebook Messenger and Facebook groups to connect with people that he doesn't even know and basically mm-hmm. start to talk to them about being as on part of his core team. And basically through mm-hmm. like Facebook Messenger, he's mm-hmm. recruited 40 to 50 leaders in Columbus when he doesn't even live in the state. Mm-hmm. He's doing it all in, in, interstate. I think he's in Michigan. Mm-hmm. And so incredible opportunities to reach and build relationships digitally. Yeah. That's really encouraging. And honestly, I've never met, well, until we had our first in-person Pursuit Church Live gathering this past October, I had not met any of my team except for two and I had at the time, I don't know, 44 people. So wow, that it does change the way you look at building teams. I also would encourage people not, I mean, to think outside the box as far as 
during the summer, I had two, my first summer had two interns that had not gone to church growing up, had never read the Bible. And they interned in my office and, and both of them um, gave their life to Christ and now are doing young life or, you know, and one's going to college this year and the other one is going to be a senior in college. I just remember sitting like right here where my desk is, one of them sitting across from me and I'm having her make graphics uh, and find Bible verses on the topics we were doing. And, and, and she pulled up some really great scriptures. I'm like, who taught you the Bible? And she said, well, you did. You taught me the Bible. And I was like, this was two weeks in. I taught her, all I did was teach her how to find answers in the Bible. (laughs) And I was like, okay, when I worked in, at a church building, I never did this much discipleship. I spent 90% of my time working on the program and then an hour on Sundays talking to people in the lobby, an hour on Wednesdays leading women's Bible study. It, there is no comparison. There's absolutely no comparison. And I'm not saying that you can't do uh, 90% of stuff that is not discipleship online. You absolutely can. And I'm trying to help pastors now uh, realize that we need to invest our time wisely if the world is going to know Jesus. And that's not always going to be in, you know, just these incredible flashy videos um, and, and excellent content. I mean, I love excellent content. I love professional looking content. I love all of that, but people honestly just want to know that you care about them. So true. And the, the challenge though with Facebook and, and mm-hmm. like, I'll just, I'll put on my detractor hat because I've had this conversation enough in my life. Yeah. Jeff, you don't know these people. Like the fact that you have 44 leaders and you had only met two of them, mm-hmm. but you considered them a leader and was engaging and was involved in their, in their lives. You mentioned the words authentic community, I don't know, maybe 10 minutes ago. Mm-hmm. Like in some people's minds, you cannot do authentic community in digital space, in digital community. All the authentic stuff that happens in the physical building, digital community is shallow. Have you ever hung out on Twitter, Facebook? Like people are abandoning Mm-hmm. Uh, because of all the the, the cultural tensions in, in life, and, and somehow in the midst of of this social media distaste, uh, you've made, managed to carve out relational ministry, authentic relationships, uh, empowering others to to reach out via these same networks. Mm-hmm. Like, what were the challenges? How how did you overcome that? How, how some of these people that that are questioning this? How, how would you respond to that? Well, I, I think I, I have a calling I have to follow. And if people don't understand, I, I want to invite them in. If they were to join our team and, and to be able to see like how we talk to each other throughout the day, we Marco Polo each other. We, uh, if anybody doesn't know what that is, it's, I love it because you can record a video anytime and then you can watch it. So it's not like sending up a Zoom. So we created all these ways to keep in touch with each other. Um, But really, the nice thing about social media is that it's much more vulnerable than Mm -hmm. in person because you have kind of this anonymity and you can always run away if you get embarrassed. (laughs) And so when you have that vulnerability with other people, that's what's the this kickstart to authentic relationships. So you're vulnerable and you share and then, um, 
And then you see that people can be trusted with your life and with your thoughts and honoring and respectful and, and that you have their confidence and, and you can see people's heart for God in, in their words and in their videos. It's, it builds relationship much faster than in person. I have built relationships in the three years much faster than I ever did working at my network position for 10 because mm. we worked, you know, and we were close, you know, I thought, but not like, not like this, not, not in the same way because you don't spend as much time together. Even when you're working in the same office, you know, you're behind a closed door or you only meet for a meeting. Uh, but this is sharing life together online. And I think that's what social media does is, is to um, build community that way. That's the goal of it, <laughs> to build meaningful community. And so we have the same goal. Yeah. You know, I, I use the phrase uh, in online and social media, it's better to ask questions than make statements. And, and the vulnerability piece, I mean, that's even a, a one up on that. It's... Um, be vulnerable and allow others uh, to dialogue to you and, and maybe even through you. And as a result of that, you know, understanding comes in, into play in a, in a greater way. And that's where that's where I think true conversations come in it online. Instead of us, you know, shouting at each other, um, listening to each other, and through the through the vulnerability, through the patience, um, getting into true conversation. That's that's mm-hmm. awesome. Yeah. Well, and that's one way you've you've overcome some obstacles of of trying to figure out what have been some of the challenges you've had to work through in doing probably one of the first digital churches in America. Well, and I'm I'm always asking people, hey, if you had a digital church, please tell me because I want to know you. <laughs> yeah, going first isn't always the easiest, but I'm super glad that I did. The obstacle, the biggest, the biggest gift is Facebook. The biggest obstacle is Facebook, and the reason why is because their algorithms, they're constantly doing improvements. Uh, you have to really uh, have a fluid personality of being able to go with the flow as far as working in Facebook. So the biggest gift, like I said, they have two, over 2.6 billion people coming every, uh, every month. Um, but then, you know, if, if you've been doing online, uh, maybe with your church or as a volunteer or as an online pastor, you know, like Easter for our churches, all the churches across the board were like, wow, we just had, you know, 5,000 people and we had, you know, 120 comments. And, and then, you know, two weeks later, I just had 12 people and one comment <laughs> and three likes. <laughs> I'm quitting. <laughs> and I, I've been through it enough that I know that it will change as fast as, you know, your ups and downs. It's very much like that. But I have to keep my mind focused on the mission of who we are reaching. And just because it goes down, I'm, I still have a lot of people that I can invest time in. And so do you. Even on if someone's listening and you just have a personal platform, you have a lot of people you can invest time in. And sometimes that's the hardest part, you know, is to keep your mental toughness and your adaptability skills as a leader uh, to understand that we can just wait a little while um, and keep making Jesus the center of social media, and then it will change. So, for instance, since Easter, our numbers have been way down, and we had to really make a difference. So, at, let's say two weeks ago, I was doing videos uh, that had 12 views, and then this week, all of a sudden, we have 72,000 people walk, watching a three minute prayer video, and you're like, what just happened here? <laughs> 
the Facebook, you know, opened up. God bless Facebook. Let everybody in. Uh, But that's, that just happens. And, and so the, the, the 12 people are are important and the 72,000 people are important. And, and so I don't use that as a gauge of success because there's always somebody that we can be uh, discipling someone we can be caring for and someone we can be building community with. So um, through, you know, all the means that Facebook gives us. Yeah. It's, it's interesting even, and, and I think you'll appreciate this. Do you, do you read Carrie Newhoff or, or listen to yes. much of his stuff? Yeah. yeah. Maybe a month ago, uh, May, he was doing a, uh, um, it was an analog versus digital comparison. And, and so it was one of his articles. He had like seven or 10 kind of falling under one column was analog. And it was like the old way of thinking the old paradigm. And then the digital was the new way of thinking, the new paradigm. And, and so he had buzzwords kind of underneath there and all of them were good. Um, but the, like one of the last ones in, in his gathering under analog was, was the word global. Mm-hmm. And under digital was the word local. And, and pastors kind of reached out and put them in Facebook group, the article on Facebook groups, and they were questioning. And even some of the, the cohorts and trainings that, I, that I'm doing, they're like, Jeff, that's wrong. That's a typo. You got it backwards. We're much more global now before because the internet reach is, is so global. And it's, and, and it's like, no, you're missing the point of, of what Carrie's saying. It's, 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 it's a local, it's an individual ministry now with, with online and the ability for us to empower people, to mobilize people, to reach their local areas, their local circle of influence, the people that are immediately connected to them. It's not... Hey, and, and I love the fact that you're 2017 reaching 45 countries. That's, that's awesome. I'm more excited about the individuals that you are now unleashing in different areas um, in Colorado and other places because there's an opportunity to, to multiply mm-hmm. off of that in, in a great way. And so whether it's the, whether it's the 12 or the 72, you get 72,000, you get to this place of, Man, if we can if we can keep building those individual relationships, allow them to multiply. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's really I think where you see the gospel start to create a movement, uh, mm-hmm. physically or, or even digitally uh, in, in this season. So that's awesome. Do you have any yeah. idea why the video was seventy two thousand? I'm just putting on my technical hat. Sorry, that's a really stark like distant difference between twelve and seventy two k. Well, it wasn't quite twelve. It's probably. More like 12,000. Probably 12 people that watched live. Okay. And then 12,000 people over. And then, but this was literally 72,000 that watched live. So that's what I'm saying. I have over three years tried to find the answers to that. Trying to change around, like, was it a donate button? Or was it the time of day? Or was it the length of video? Or was it that we had captions? Or was it what I was wearing or the way my hair was or, (laughs) or, you know, what caught their attention behind me or, or for the other, I'm not the only person that speaks. Uh, That's one thing I'm big about is just having a lot of different people. But really, I think a lot of it does just have to do with what Facebook is doing at the time. I know that they were heavily promoting churches on Easter and on Christmas, Christmas Eve. Uh, any kind of religious holiday, they will promote churches. I know that. Um, and that's probably why we saw such a, a large uptake. So talk to me about what's next for, for Pursuit Church. Where, where are you guys going? Where, where, where does this look like? Where is the digital only church here? 
Or is it growing too? I think I mentioned quite a few of these things before, but we are starting, I work at Northwest University and Northwest University has an online school. And so we're doing partnership to bring education to the world. And so we're offering uh, two associate's degrees and uh, six bachelor degrees online through Pursue. And so the biggest thing that we get requests for is education because of the demographics we serve. And this is a very small drop in that bucket of helping people to make education affordable and also to train up ministers. So basically the structure will be uh, that they'll go to school online and then have an academic coach and do an apprenticeship through uh, our church or through their local church or through, depending on what their degree is. That's the great thing about digital is you can plug a lot more people in because we have more categories than, than, than just children, youth, uh, women or men. And so that's, that's a big thing. We're, we're working on our, what we call the digital plus um, planting, church planting, where we're creating these micro communities. And so we're testing that. And then of course, uh, online Jesus, because I was a coach for, for pastors before, I'm still incredibly passionate about that. And so helping churches to uh, build community and disciple and care online. And, and, you know, and I want them to be able to sustain doing online church. And I know that's really challenging for people right now to figure out a way to simplify, to make it fluid and to build a team to do that. So that's, that's on my heart as well. Yeah. So, I mean, t- talk a little bit about that. Cause I don't think you, you've talked about online Jesus yet. Um, am I understanding right in, in the midst of this COVID season, you decided to write and publish a, a book. Is, mm-hmm. is that how this played out? Yeah. Yeah, that, well, yeah, it's, um, it is a readable in a, see how thin it is here, um, nice. readable in a day or an evening. I think several people have said, I read that last night, which is exactly what I wanted it to be. Uh, when COVID hit, uh, pre-COVID, after COVID, and Jeff, you understand this, uh, churches were really questioning, is digital ministry, is that, or is di- online church, is that real community? That was the big question. Is it real community? Then we didn't have a choice to find out whether it was or wasn't. And I'm just so thankful. It's what I've been praying for is for churches to have an online presence. Uh, because I really think there's a lot of power for the local church, especially uh, to stay connected with the people that come to their church and then to invite others in that would be um, using Facebook as like the yellow pages. And it's easy to invite a friend to look at, you know, Hey, check out my church Facebook page anyways. um, So yes, in 38 days, I wrote this because I was getting asked so much and I needed to duplicate myself. So this is really just online. Jesus is our story and you can get that on Amazon if it's helpful to you. Uh, but I think you'll be surprised. I go through the three, um, you know, disciplines of building community and discipling and caring for people online and how to build care teams. And there's a lot of tricks and tips and ideas in there uh, for you. And then uh, I have a website you can go to for free resources too, which is onlinejesus.info. So honestly, like the within this COVID season, you you really you hit the radar for me, and, and it was. Uh, on the, I, I don't remember exactly what the topic was, but there were several um, within the the online digital online practitioners. We'll link to it. But it's, it's it's you know that that group, that church online group, online ministry group, um, 
you know, I saw your name pop up on helping some churches because, man, those first couple of weeks in, in March were crazy. So yeah. many people asking and just it was like, you know, I think collective, all of us, we were working 20 plus hours at, at some point, mm-hmm. just trying to help as, as many as, as at least in, in, in my camp we could. Mm-hmm. And um, and I remember looking and I was seeing like Angela Craig and I'm like, I don't know who that is. And, mm-hmm. and just watching some of the feedback you were giving, I'm like, that's really good. Like she's, mm-hmm. I don't know who that is, but she's intelligent. She's smart. She's responding well with that. I love how she handled that. And uh, it was funny a couple of times. Sometimes I'll like jump on afterwards and just kind of help firm up some things. And, and, and uh, this is probably going to sound ego. I really don't mean it that way. But when you responded, I'm like, yeah, I don't need to worry about that. She's, she's got it covered. She'll, she'll keep tapped in. And so, you know, a lot of the, 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 and the, with the book, a lot of these resources and guidance, you're able to help physical churches even wrestle within the season of how to better understand Facebook and online mm-hmm. has truly been awesome. I've loved seeing the church grow through this and, and even getting some awareness of what you're doing with, with Pursuit Church has been yeah. Awesome. Really, really, really good. Well, mm-hmm. let me ask this because because mm-hmm. I'm, you know, I mean, literally my job with Stadia as director of digital church planting, mm-hmm. my job is to literally carbon copy you. So you you wrote this into a book form, which I, I love and, mm-hmm. and I'm going to get the book, buy it and, and, and read it. Um, but the, the, the challenge is also in addition to, you know, carbon copying yourself into a book, I want to figure out like what's the formula? How do I get people to start to understand Facebook, YouTube, um, virtual reality, video games, understand some of these digital platforms um, differently and start to look at some of the relationships that could be built in the same way that you have, obviously, with, with Facebook. Somebody wants to get started in, in doing a digital church. Walk me through a couple of their first steps. How, how would you, um, if you were doing it today, knowing what you know, how would you start uh, a, a digital church 2020 mid post COVID? Well, <laughs> throw out every idea you have about what church looks like. Uh, then talk to Jeff because when I did this there, I was making it up as I went along and it was really important um, to be flexible, to have an adaptive leadership style and also um, just practicing intellectual humility, like saying, I don't have the answers because you're not going to have the, if you want to have all the answers before you start, you're not going to start. So I would start with number one, connecting with people that are already doing this. And maybe it's, maybe it's not just digital only, but uh, I would say the best thing you could do is to uh, audit an online, a church that's doing online that you like their style because every style is different. Uh, you mm-hmm. could volunteer or apprentice at Pursuit Church Live and be part of the team and just be looking like that's what we're doing now. As anybody who has church staff that they can't they can't train up, I'm inviting them to just come and be on our team so the person can learn and then take that back to their church or do it themselves. Because uh, that's important that we work together. Recognizing like what group of people, what demographic is God calling you to? Because you could hone into that just by what platform you pick. So Facebook might not be the platform for the people that you're supposed to serve, but there's um, there are lots of platforms you can explore. So mm. um, you know, find find people that are doing like-minded people, and you're in such a great spot right now if you're starting because. When Jeff and I started, we didn't know each other. And we were saying how great it would be to know one another. Um, 
at that point to know we weren't crazy for having these ideas. <laughs> and um, so know your demographic, uh, find the right platform, creating a care team. And I write this in the book too, but uh, we did ours backwards. And I actually think for a digital ministry, this is an okay way to do it uh, because you don't know who your people are until you start. And so for me, I was looking for people that were already engaged and, and obviously called to our specific church. Now, for you, post-COVID or during COVID right now, um, you have more people in your site, in your sight line, because churches have been doing online uh, platforms now for about three months. So there's going to be more interest for you to bring like-minded people onto your team. So I would say start having coffee conversations with people. Uh, and that doesn't have to be, you don't have to know them in person. They could just be people, people that you have met online. So I think that's just the basic stuff. I really, just remember to always put people before your program. I think that's what's made Pursuit Church Live successful is that we focused, um, you know, 90% of our attention on building relationships, not on producing, you know, flashy content. And there's a place for flashy content. I'm not saying there isn't. Maybe that's what you're called to. It just wasn't my gift set. So know how God has created you and then surround yourself with people that are different than you. So if you're an entrepreneur or you're a shepherd or you're an administrator or you're a creator, then you're going to need other people on your team um, that complement that strength and um, you can find them out there. God will provide them. I'm sure he always does. When he calls us, he provides what we need. I mean, content's important. We talk a a lot about it on the show, but it it doesn't stop at the content. Mm -hmm. The content needs to lead to community. Um, Mm -hmm. Otherwise, you know, we talk James 1.22 all all the time where it's not, don't just be hearers of the word, you know, in this case online, do what it Mm -hmm. says in, in the real world. And so we need that, that physical execution. We need that, that community for us to to exude. If if all we are is um, if the only place that we show our spiritual gifts are the fruits of the spirit in uh, in virtual space, it doesn't show up in in our real life. What are we like? Mm-hmm. If I, if I'm a Christian in a Facebook group, but I, I I'm a jerk to my wife and I yell at my kids all the time. Man, I, I don't know that I'm really showing the 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 level of of Christ that, that I should be, even in, in the physical realm. And so the challenge. Mm-hmm. For a digital church is don't just be content, be content in a virtual environment, a digital environment that causes action physically. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so you're seeing that with with the, the online groups, with the relationships, with the, the, the coffees, with having these face-to-face conversations, even, even digitally. Mm-hmm. But you're also seeing that in the micro locations and a number of the other things that you guys are working on. I'm, I'm so encouraged uh, by it. And I even just want want to speak to that because there's a season of our churches are, we're doing digital, they're moving back. Honestly, today, as I'm doing this recording, I've had three conversations with with digital, potential digital church planters who are considering digital church planting because the physical church where they work isn't interested in doing online ministry. And so they're looking at potentially planting a digital church as a solution uh, as a stopgap to to get mm-hmm. and to do things digitally because their current employer, the current church, isn't interested, which is which is fine. Some churches aren't called to the digital mm-hmm. ministry. Hopefully, some some will be. If if that's you, like be encouraged 
there are others out there like you who are who are struggling, who are trying to figure this out, who's trying to figure out that balance. Um, and and honestly, I was I was offlining um, earlier here with Angela where. Man, 2017 was a rough year for me because I felt like I was alone. We talked about mm-hmm. it here on, on the podcast before. Uh, and, and knowing, I didn't know it at the time, but there's people like Angela who is already working through some of this stuff and, and trying to figure it out, but being a, for, a front runner here in this digital only. So don't be discouraged. There are others out there. Um, jump in some Facebook groups, meet some people, have conversations through you know the Stadia Church Planning Facebook group the church.digital slash FB will include the links to it, that online digital church practitioners, whatever it's called, they keep changing the name on me, that group. Um, you know, there, there's, there's plenty of opportunities to meet people in the dialogue. None, nobody's, got the, nobody's got the complete answers yet. We don't, we don't have the final solution. We're all figuring this out together. And, and so jump in those conversations and, and let's, let's work through this in one piece. I, I have been so encouraged by this, um, Angela. I had, had no idea like you were out there and, and moving down this road. So thank you for what you're doing through Pursuit Church um, and, and some of the lessons that, that you're learning. Um, man, just as we're landing the plane, um, in, any closing thoughts, anything just to kind of wrap up? I would just say that um, digital ministry is like canoeing a mountain. I don't know if you've heard of that book, <laughs> but I highly recommend it. And, and so listen to the call of God on your life. Surround yourself with people that will support you. You have two right here in this podcast that would be happy to help you and move you forward. And, and then know that God has something, something really incredible for you. And it's going to look different than what I'm doing. And um, that's the beauty of God's kingdom. So I say, um, bring it on. Like, don't hold back. And if you're working with another church that it's not, you know, that's not part of their uh, ethos uh, or their mission, that is okay. And you can start a group online on your own. Totally do it. Just do it and test it. And uh, don't be afraid to stick both feet on feet in because uh, Jesus will catch you. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, hey, so we're, we're going we're gonna to wrap on, on that. I've, I've, I've loved this. Hey, Angela, um, if somebody wants to get in touch with you, uh, maybe they've got questions on, on Pursuit mm-hmm. Church or even Pursuit Church. How do they find information about you or the church? You can go to Pursuit Church Live on Facebook and message me. I'm there quite a bit. <laughs> uh, you can email me through our website, Pursuit, um, Pursuit Church Live, or uh, onlinejesus.info. I have all sorts of ways. So definitely get in touch. I'm happy to help. Typical online minister all over the place on every platform. That's awesome. Well, hey, so so we're going to wrap. Um, very much thank you for this, Angela. Appreciate you uh, jumping on. Uh, for Angela, this is Jeff at the Church Digital and Stadia Church Planning. Thanks for jumping on this podcast with us, and, and we'll see you next time here at the show. Y'all have a good day.